Welcome back to the Morning Kick Podcast. This is a replay episode from the live YouTube, Facebook and LinkedIn show produced by Excite Media. We encourage you if you're looking at digital marketing, website design, to contact us via excitemedia.com.au. Now let's revisit one of our earlier programs and join our guest. Well, good morning, Kicksters. Welcome to the Morning Kick for Tuesday. And you know, we're halfway through August, looking forward to a very big finish to the year. I don't know what it's been like for your business, but you can imagine that with everything that's been happening, you've really got to be thinking two steps ahead. And in chess, you certainly aren't just thinking about one move. COVID-19 has taught us that we really need to be thinking two or three moves so that we can adapt to anything that's happening. And I know that businesses are looking at their distribution plans, their marketing plans, and I hope that the morning kick has been helpful to you, just bringing a little bit of inspiration into your day. And what are we going to be doing today? We're looking at website design. No guest today. We're going to be looking at a bit of an interesting topic. What can your local supermarket teach you about website design? And so I hope that you'll be able to give us some comments. You can do that on Facebook, on LinkedIn, on YouTube. If they come up, I'm happy to put your comments up on the screen. And if you're watching the replay, then we hope that you'll pass it around to your friends. There's probably a few things in this particular episode that you'll want to listen to a couple of times. And here's some good news. Very shortly, The Morning Kick is coming to you in an audio podcast. So if you prefer listening on your way to work, we're looking forward to giving you all the details about The Morning Kick podcast coming very soon. So Excite Media is where I work, a digital marketing agency based in Brisbane. And our team can help you with everything from websites to traffic generation, lead generation, looking at your search engine optimization, you name it, we've got a specialist who'd love to talk to you. But today, we're going to be talking specifically about website design. So what I want to do is get you thinking about doing your local grocery shop. What is it like to actually go down to the local supermarket and get a trolley full of goods and then pack up that car and come home, hoping that the ice cream doesn't melt along the way? Well, you know, the funny thing is, it doesn't matter where you are in the world. You could be in Woolworths and Coles in Australia. You could be in Countdown and Pack and Save in New Zealand. Maybe it's Asda and Tesco in the UK or your Walmart or Costco in the US of A. We're all used to going to one of those big warehouses, going up and down the aisles, looking for that list. And hopefully, because the budget guys will tell you this, you should be checking it off a list. So what can that supermarket teach you? about getting your website right? Well, surprisingly a lot. Over the years, supermarkets have been fine-tuned. They've been designed to really get the most out of every customer that comes through the door. And it actually starts at the front door. So I thought I'd give you some tips that you can think about when you're facing that next website design and you can apply them back to that supermarket experience. So the first thing, let me ask you this. Have you ever walked into a supermarket mistaking it from a, for a lawyer's? Or did you accidentally walk into the supermarket thinking it was McDonald's? Unlikely. Right from the outset, what you see when you go to the local supermarket is something that you recognize. The branding is on point. 
you know what to expect. The outside of it has probably got some posters telling you about the weekly specials. And you know that this is a supermarket where I get, wait for it, groceries. So when somebody comes to your website, do they actually understand what they're going to get? Is the first impression an understanding of your business? And surprisingly, a lot of websites are so generic that it's very hard to tell. Not unusual if you're in professional services to turn up with a website that has a big photo of a city landscape. And then when you look at it, the menu talks about home, about, services, contact. And you're trying to work out, is this an engineering firm or a law firm? Who are these guys and what do they do? There's no positioning statement on the front door. And you really have to do all the investigation. Now, here's a little tip. People don't read websites. People don't spend hours on websites. They're there for moments of time. And you've got to get punchy information in front of them that they can scan. So if you don't give them that information and you infer that they need to read your website from beginning to end to understand you, you've probably lost a customer. They're out of there quick as a flash. So let's ask ourselves that. When you go to your website at the moment, just like the supermarket with the specials on the door, can we tell what you sell, whether it's a product or a service? And these are three key points that you need to have on the homepage of your website. What do you sell? How do I buy it or inquire? And where's the proof that you're the one I should be dealing with? If that's not on the homepage of your website, there's a great place to start. Now let's go through those self-opening doors and let's have a look at this new supermarket that we're wandering into. And I've got to tell you, supermarkets have changed over the years, haven't they? It's not unusual now to be able to grab a latte as you go about your weekly grocery shop. But what is the normal experience going into a supermarket today? I can tell you one thing that has started to happen right across the board. When you go in through that front door, you now see open, expansive areas. And it's quite common to actually find that you're in the veggie section, but not with high six and eight foot shelves, very low shelves, probably big wooden boxes full of veggies and the like that are probably around three to four feet high. Now, why is that? Because the first experience is one of welcoming you into the store and you can see right across that veggie section, probably into the deli and the bakery. Immediately when you get there, it feels like it's not overwhelming and it feels like it's welcoming you in. So when you come to your website, does it feel like it's easy to find the high level stuff that you're looking for? There's a first thought. Now, one of the things about websites is that people come to them for help. They may want help to build something, to buy something, to get consultation, but they're looking for assistance. Now, a good supermarket has that in play as well. If you go to the deli section where you need to work out whether you're getting 200 grams of this or half a pound of that, you want to talk to somebody. So you know that there are certain departments where you can get help and they're right behind the counter. You even know that these days there's probably a help section right next to the front checkouts. And you're probably able to recognize the staff that are going up and down the aisle checking shelves by their uniform that you can ask them where to find the gelatin. It's hidden in aisle nine. We'll cover gelatin a little bit later. So ask yourself this, is it easy to find help on your website? Do you know where to find the home button, the contact button, the phone button? Because I can tell you the amount of websites I review that don't follow best practice and put it hidden down a menu item somewhere 
and people are going, well, I'm, I'm sure it's here, but, you know, for the life of me, I've looked and looked and looked and looked, and I can't find it. Because, you know, people are using websites all the time, and they're expecting to find things in common places, places that they're used to. So the question is, are the menu items, are the help sections, are the FAQs on your website where I expect to find them? If not, that's a great thing to learn from the, the supermarket. They've got it planned out. Now, another thing to think about is what's a common way of using a menu in the local supermarket? Yep, you're right. Those aisle ends, you're going down, okay, that's the sugar, uh, that's the health section, oops, that's the hardware section, and finally, toilet paper. In this pandemic, everybody's looking for the toilet paper aisle. Well, that's all about what we call information hierarchy. Now, it's helpful to two people. I often joke that your website is playing two games at the same time. You've actually got to please the customer, please the user who's on your website, and you've got to please the Google gods at the same time. And we'll chuck in a little bit of being in Yahoo just for the sake of it. But the reality is that your website has to be structured in such a way that people can find things. And then if Google is indexing your website, it's got to look at everything and say, this makes sense. I can see what they're trying to do here. I'll present that information in my Google search results in the following way. And I don't know if you've ever done this. Maybe you know the name of a firm or a business, and, but you don't know their website name. So you've Googled the name of the firm. And instead of just two or three lines turning up, they actually turn up in what's called a six pack where there's actually different departments that are showing. Now, sometimes you look at those and you think, well, that doesn't really help me very well. And that's because Google has indexed purely what it found on the website, not was it what was intended. So I'd encourage you, make sure that you're working with a website designer who's not just graphically brilliant, but is thinking about the long game. How is this going to be found in Google? And how is it going to present in Google at the same time? Well, website design is obviously a little bit more complex. And we thought that looking at the supermarket might actually just get you thinking about it more than just the pretty side of things. These days, it's not uncommon to be able to make an amazing looking website just by having some great photography or great video. But that's not what it's all about. People are going to be coming back to your website several times, really looking to be able to find out information that's pertinent to them and to be able to solve their problems quickly. And if your website isn't laid out in that way, like the supermarket, who the job is to get you in and out of there with a trolley full quick enough that you can get home and make dinner, then they're very quickly going to move on to the next website. Now, think about this as well. Not everybody comes through the front door of your website through the homepage. If Google's doing its job, it wants to give the right information to the right person at the right time. And sometimes that's going to mean that when I search for a certain type of hardware screw, or if I search for wedding limousines in my local area, that I'm actually going to find that Google sends me a link to a website inside the website. And what kind of first impression is that? If I scooted through the checkout, trying to get very quickly to the, the health section or to the area where you buy the shaving foam and everything else, am I still gonna be able to find what I want? Keep it in mind that you've gotta make sure every experience, no matter where I start, no matter where the aisle goes, that I'll find my way back to the checkout. So let's not waste this opportunity. We can certainly buy from people we know, like, and trust. That's a principle that we should be bringing into everything that we do in terms of website design. 
The question is, if I went through your supermarket slash website today, would I have an experience that at the end of it, I would feel that I know your business, I like what you do, and I trust the information that you're sharing? Because if not, it's kind of like going into the supermarket where you feel that there's no stock on the shelves, everything's all over the place, and you found a rat hidden under one of the aisles, you're not going back there again. And you need people to trust your website, find what they're after, and be able to engage with you. And don't forget, you've got to keep asking for the business. When somebody comes to a website, they need to be guided through the process of what to do next, how to buy. And that means that they may need to actually be told what to do. Inquire here, contact us, fill in this form. Um, maybe it's about attracting them as well. And that's why the supermarkets are so good at it. Think of two keys that they use to activate engagement. The first is that the end of every aisle, there's often what they call a loss leader offer. Those salt and vinegar chips that you love so much are now half price. You can't go past them. You've got to think about it. Or maybe it's some makeup or perfume that equally, it's a great deal. I've got to get it today. But then they don't leave it there as well. Just as you think you are skirting out the door, ready to go and load up your car, at the checkout, there's some more offers. And so they keep asking for the business, and it's something we can learn from with websites. Keep in mind, if you've got somebody for 45 seconds to a minute and a half on your website, and you don't bother to ask them for an inquiry, or potentially to find out more about a special offer that you've got, that could be the last time they scoot by. Now, the investment in your website is something that should last around three to four years, depending on the business that you're in. And we'd encourage you to think about that investment in terms of getting as many um, customers through as you can that are right fit for your business. And if you find that your team are telling you that we're not getting the right kind of inquiry, it's probably because you don't have the right alignment with the type of customers that you want. Talk to your digital marketing agency about getting right fit customers. Well, I hope you've got something out of that. Now, the next thing that we're talking about is what next? Coming up on Thursday, we're going to take it a little bit further. Your website does form the foundation. It's a cornerstone of your digital marketing. And if you can get that supermarket approach happening, you're probably going to find you're getting better performance, more inquiries, more sales. But importantly, like every supermarket that needs foot traffic to walk from the car park into the supermarket, your website needs traffic as well. And this Thursday, we're going to be talking about some examples of how you get traffic to your website. You might be surprised about some of the examples we've got. I look forward to catching up with you then on Thursday.